Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's the Problem, the show that explores problems, scenarios, situations, solutions, really anything uh, that's a hot-button topic in the world of cybersecurity. Today, we are fortunate to have Selby Labert joining us. Selby, say hello to our listeners. Hello, everyone. Now, Selby, tell our listeners, why are you qualified to talk about security? So I've been working in the cybersecurity field for a little over 11 years now. I started when I was 20 years old, flunked out of college and joined the Air Force. Uh, spent the last two years working with Space Force. During that time, I've gotten a bachelor's and a master's degree in cybersecurity, as well as a CISSP certification. And now I am working for Textron Aviation as a uh, security architect. And before we go any further, Selby, thank you. We always say thank you for your service. Um, we, we always want to honor and acknowledge that. Let's get to the second question here. So we, we normally in the second question ask, what's the problem you want to explore with our listeners? Um, but today, actually, we're, we're going to turn that around and uh, we're going to introduce a problem. And then you actually are going to introduce a solution that's very personal to you, the, the solution that you've actually lived. And let's introduce that problem. So there's hundreds of thousands of open security jobs. You know, what the heck are we going to do about this? You've, you've got certifications, like you mentioned, that folks can study for, um, take and earn those credentials. You can go the NCAC uh, university route. You know, Wichita State University in Kansas has a digital forensics program. Um, you can be in the military and, and you know, get some experience and try and uh, become qualified for some of those open security jobs. Um, but actually, your solution is better, your experience is better than anything that I've just said. Um, so, Selby, could you just tell us a little bit about how you transitioned from uh, the military into working at Extron? And let's dive into that a little bit. So I was very privileged that uh, my leadership was willing to let me do this program because uh, that's the main authority there. Uh, my unit let me go and do the DOD skill bridge program. And what that does is it lets you separate from essentially active duty six months early and go intern out in the civilian world uh, for free. So Textron did not have to pay me for those six months. Uh, I was still receiving my military paycheck. I had to learn how to, you know, wear professional clothing because I've been wearing a uniform for 10, 11 years and just kind of reintegrate into society and then also get that uh, skill gap kind of filled because at least with cybersecurity, the principles are all kind of the same, but how they're actually applied differs from place to place. And so that program, again, allowed me to ease into the civilian world and ultimately I was offered a job. Not everyone gets offered a job, but uh, most people do because you get situated and you know it just makes sense. You're already there. So there is a high number, but there is no promise in the DOD program that the company has to hire you at the end of that internship. Uh, so that's how I ended up into Textron and we have many other programs like that. Now, is your story like a one-off, you know, with this, Skillbridge program? Um, is this is this a one of one built for Selby, or 
you know, tell me a little bit more about if others are going through this same process or, or even if you have any of those uh, similar interns like you used to be at Textron right now. So Textron is <clears throat> actually expanding their uh, uh, re outreach for the SkillBridge program. It was kind of quiet beforehand. I think there were maybe a half dozen people here in Wichita that had gone through the SkillBridge program and were hired on afterwards. Uh, but now we actually have veterans that work in HR that specifically go out and find other veterans who are separating or close to retirement and try and bring them in. We have a huge talent pool right here in Wichita with McConnell Air Force Base here. So right, Tektron right. being an aircraft manufacturer, McConnell has one of the largest tanker wings around. So you have people that are getting out in a place that is affordable to live, that are already AMP certified, and so we're just trying to open that door and get more of them in. And like I said, that extends outside of just the guys who are riveting sheet metal onto planes, but the, uh, uh, our finance, our HR, uh, just like in the military, there's a job for almost anybody. Uh, any of these big companies have the same needs. So again, it's not just the people that work in the factories. And for those who aren't aviation nerds like myself, A&P is uh, airframe and power plant. Talking about mechanics there. Um, back to security. So, Selby, how how frequently do folks rotate into Tektron? Is it like a six month program, twelve months? You know, like tell us a little bit about the timing there. So, for Skillbridge specifically, it is. Uh, based on the individual's need. So everyone's separation date from the military is different. So it's just six months from that. So one of the things I really liked was they put me uh, with a, a veteran as well. He was my mentor, he was my supervisor and kind of my sponsor for this whole transition. And so uh, I started right around Thanksgiving actually. And I submitted all my paperwork about six months before that. Uh, so around May of 2021 was when I was finally making plans for what I was going to do. Okay, got it. So that's a, gives us a good idea on time frame there. And um, for folks that, I guess I'll ask the question, I was going to assume, but I should ask the question instead. For folks that aren't hired on for whatever reason at the end, um, you know, what does that look like for them? I'm, I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes of like what other opportunities exist because of the experience that they uh, earned through that program. So there are other offices that do help veterans get hired. Uh, I will say from what I have seen, I have not seen a lot of SkillBridge interns not get hired and not just at Textron, but at other companies. When I, because that was the same question I asked was, what's the likelihood of me getting a job after this program? The uh, guy who was in charge of the SkillBridge program at my last base said that in his program that he was responsible for, it was 100% of the people got a job offer. They didn't take the offer because they found a better one somewhere else. Uh, and so the likelihood of you, if you do your job well, uh, and you show up to work on time, which you should be good at if you're just getting out of the military, uh, you will, there is a good chance you will get a job offer. And if not, you now have six months of experience to go
go and apply to another job. And not only that, that six months is allowing you to ease into civilian life instead of that last 30 days when you finally get all your household goods moved and as a normal separation. So you still have that entire six months where you're living as a civilian, getting paid by the military, you're still allowed to look for other jobs. And as long as you have enough leave saved up, you can just say, hey, I'm done with this internship. I'm going to go take a job somewhere else. And so, like I said, you're not stuck in that one job for six months if, if you have the leave and everything saved up. Certainly. You mentioned, you know, if you're coming out of the military, you probably you should show up, you know, dressed, squared away and on time. What other advantages? I think that's kind of an obvious one, at least to me, because uh, I know mm-hmm. folks in the military. Uh, what are some of the non-obvious advantages of bringing in uh, somebody who's uh, beginning the process of separating from the military service? You know, what, what do what do some employers like Tektron not know they're going to get? And then when they get that behavior or outcome, they're just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I, I wish I knew about this beforehand. So I work with. Uh, actually another guy who has been with Textron for about five years, and he also was active duty. He's now in the guard with me as well. And one of the things I noticed that was a little bit different with us is at least in the military, we're always used to just make it work. And so we're very innovative. We're quick on our feet when it comes to thinking about solutions instead of hitting a roadblock and then just telling the boss, oh, hey, couldn't do it. Uh, So it's, just constantly being able to think on your feet because the military sadly has had uh, some years of rougher funding or lack of equipment, but at the end of the day, the plane always still flies and we get our mission done. So that kind of mentality is something that definitely comes to the civilian sector and is very helpful. I think. It's like the invention of speed tape. Anytime you see that on an airplane, uh, a lot of folks who aren't pilots are like, why is there duct tape on our airplane? Frankly, like you could probably hang a full-size adult off of the Empire State Building with that duct tape, and they'd be just fine. Like that stuff is yeah. <laughs> that stuff is solid. You can fix almost yeah. anything with it. <laughs> All um, right. Well, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, outside we've kind of talked about it. Outside the military, uh, Tektron does have other uh, channels to try and uh, fill that skills gap. Uh, you know, we've seen with the military again, how we kind of help the civilian sector. And we've seen the same thing too, going back to the aviation where pilots, majority of your commercial pilots that fly, you know, your large commercial airliners came from the military. And so we're seeing that now where a lot of the IT guys uh, who are on these gigs that require clearances are more than likely gonna have a military or government employee background. But if you don't have any of that, there are, alternatives. You mentioned clearances, and I I just want to ask a question there for folks who aren't familiar with different clearance levels um, in the military or, you know, government sector. How uh, do certain clearances expire or do you have to renew them? Talk to us, talk to us uninitiated private sector folks a little bit about that. Like, how long are your clearances good for? So a clearance is usually good for about six years, six to 10 years, depending on your clearance level. And if uh, I do know that the system is changing now to a uh, continuous monitoring 
to where they will just randomly check, you know, your finances or something. And they may investigate and say, hey, uh, why didn't you report that you're three months behind on your mortgage? You know, that's an indicator. Uh, and that's something that they're going to investigate and really dig into. Or, hey, you won the lottery and you didn't tell us. Now, all of a sudden, you just showed up to work in a brand new $150,000 Tesla. And we know you make $50,000 a year. That doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those will, so I'm not quite sure. That's not really my forte on how that all works. Uh, I just know I haven't gotten in trouble and I still have my clearance <laughs> and uh, my, my fellow employer or uh, employees that are cleared haven't gotten in trouble either. Got it. That's, that's kind of a binary thing. You either they know you're in trouble or you don't and not, not being in trouble is obviously the right side of the fence there. <laughs> exactly. Well, before we go to our final question of this episode, is there anything else that you think folks should be aware of when you know they're they're, they're looking at programs like this, um, either hiring uh, somebody you know exiting the military, or or if they're they were in your shoes um, that you used to occupy, you know, is there is there one last uh, piece of advice that you'd like to share with the listeners there? I mean, really, it's just have a plan. Uh... I, I had to re, so I ended up re-enlisting at my seven-year mark. At my six-year mark, they allowed me to extend it for a year, so I did that, and I didn't have any luck finding jobs at the time, so I re-enlisted and just decided I wanted to be in a position where I didn't need the military. Uh, Military's been good to me, but at a certain point, I wanted to grow some roots, you know, have some stability for my family. And, you know, same reason a lot of people end up getting out of the military, actually. And so just have a plan. If you want to, if you want to go start nursing school or something, for example, or cybersecurity, take as many classes as you can. The military gives out, at least in the Air Force, $4,500 a year in tuition assistance. Uh, That's tax-free. You don't have to claim it or anything. And just use it. You don't get a bonus check at the end of your service for not using it. Uh, And ultimately, I've seen it twice, at least in my career, when budgetary cuts do start to happen, your tuition assistance is the first thing that's going to either go away or be cut down. I believe it was last year, the year before, the $4,500 was temporarily cut down to $3,500 because people got really upset about it. So I said, use it because it could very well be gone at some point when you're trying to get your life in order to get out. So start as soon as possible, go to school, get certified. The Air Force has the uh, AF Cool program. It's a credentialing program. So I was able to, on top of getting my master's, I was able to go to a boot camp and get my CISSP certification all covered for free. Wow, that's so, incredible. Yeah. And All I right. think well, you heard, oh, go throughout, ahead. I was going to say throughout my career, I was able to get about $30,000 in tuition assistance is what it came out to. Well, to our listeners who are still uh, active duty or considering uh, entering the military, you heard it here first, you know, $30,000 tax-free, don't have to claim it, not income, there for you potentially to... Uh, to learn a new skill like get into the world of cybersecurity, sponsor your CISSP, your Security Plus, 
you know, anything that's going to cost you more than time, um, I'm hearing loud and clear from you, Selby, that the military does have a commitment um, to its members to, to help you out and make that a reality. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about the last question of every, every episode. And Selby, that question is, tell our listeners about a terrible haircut you've had at some point in your life. Put a smile on their face. Oh, God. Um, that would have to probably be the first day of basic training when they just shave your head completely. Uh, that was the day I realized my ears were a lot bigger than I thought they were. <laughs> and, and uh yeah that that one uh probably one of the worst uh they nicked me a couple in a couple spots and uh just sweaty and covered in hair and had to immediately go outside in the texas heat in the middle of july so all in all unpleasant <laughs> yeah i i felt I saw and I heard that haircut being terrible. So thank you for bringing that to life for our listeners. Yes. <laughs> now, Selby, I think that a lot of our listeners um, will have some follow-up questions that I'm, I'm just not qualified to answer. If they want to get in touch with you to talk about the Skills Bridge program, some of these military, um, you know, these education stipends in the military, or just to talk about cybersecurity in general, you know, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Uh, that would definitely probably be my LinkedIn page. Uh, I'm the only Selby Labert out there, so I'm pretty easy to find. And, uh, you know, just reach out on there if you want to talk about it more. Awesome. Well, Selby, thank you again for your service, as well as your part-time service with the Guard. Um, and we appreciate you sharing some of this insight and knowledge with our listeners. And to our listeners, thank you, as always, for tuning in to What's the Problem? podcast that explores problems, scenarios, situations, you know, really anything involved uh, that's got people talking in the world of cybersecurity. Until next time.